This episode of the American Influencer Network is brought to you by Manic Panic. Live fast and dye your hair. Manic Panic, the original badass beauty brand. New York City sisters and OG punk rock influencers Tish and Snooki started the hair color revolution and continue to set trends in real time. After over 40 years, the world has finally caught up to the Manic Panic vision. Manic Panic hair color was vegan and cruelty-free before it was lit. It's always been tested on celebrities, not animals. Independently owned and nobody's bitches, Tish and Snooki donate 15% of annual net profits to a variety of charities. They don't just sell it, they live it. Welcome to American Influencer Real Talk. I'm Christopher Krellen. CEO of the American Influencer Association. Today, we're having a conversation with Tish and Snooki of Manic Panic. For over 40 years, these sisters have delivered their rock and roll lifestyle to the world through their iconic brand. And speaking of rock and roll, Tish and Snooki were once backup singers for Blondie. This interview is full of surprises. Let's get started. Here's our host, Josh Skinner. Welcome to the American Influencer Network. I'm Josh Skinner, live in Hollywood with the two coolest ladies ever. We have Tish and Snooki from Manic Panic in the house. Hi, ladies. Hi. <laughs> First of all, let's describe your hair for our listeners because your hair color is amazing. So, Snooki, you go first. Thank you. Well, it's a mixture of um, Mystic Heather, which is one of our pinky purples, and um, what was the other purple I did? Purple haze. Purple haze. Ooh. And um, the blue is voodoo blue. Nice. So you have three colors in your hair. Mm-hmm. At least. <laughs> <laughs> and Tish, what are the colors going on in your head? Oh, well, I'm kind of boring. I only have one tone right now. Um, it's uh, pink warrior. Oh. It's uh, one of our new colors, and we donate two dollars out of every tube sold. It goes to uh, breast cancer research. Wow. BCRF. Is there a, a reason why you uh, chose that? Well, I'm a breast cancer survivor, so it's a cause oh. near and dear to my heart and breasts. And um, I had breast cancer about 10 years ago, and um, we donate 15% of our profits to all sorts of charities, animal rescue organizations, breast cancer, pancreatic cancer. Wow. Lots and lots of. Um, I know you've bosses. been you've been around since 1977, mm-hmm. and all of your products are vegan. Yeah, it's it's not something that we just started now. It's something we've always believed in, and um, we've always um, had our hair dye. Um, our our hair dye has always never been tested on animals, and that was a weird way of saying it, but <laughs> <laughs> a roundabout way. But, you because know, m- most companies do. A yeah. lot of companies do, yeah. Yeah, and now they're um, getting smarter and knowing that their customers don't want that. Most customers don't want products that are tested on animals and um, contain uh, animal ingredients. So we've always kept our hair dye vegan and cruelty-free. Well, let's get started in the very beginning. 1977, why did you create this hairline. There was a need. People were always asking us how we got our look. They we'd be we were singers originally. We had been Blondie's backup singers and backup singers for lots of different bands, punk rock bands and rock and roll bands. 
And we'd be out and about on the town and people loved how we looked and they wanted to get our look. So we decided to open a store as a sideline to our singing career. <laughs> Hardy har har. It, it ended up <laughs> our business ended up taking over our lives. And um, we still sing, but the business is our main focus. In a now. group called Blue Coop. Yes, that's, that's right. right. Yeah, I love it. Uh, is the, can you get the music on iTunes? I think, I think so. so. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> listeners, <laughs> download. I hope and, so. and CD Down. Baby. I know they. Oh yeah. They sold out, but they should have more soon of the latest CD. Now, Tish, what was it like when you started to see the the business explode? Oh my God! It. It, it's so funny how we, we started out with a few hundred dollars each and um, like just kind of this dream to, you know, have a little boutique. And we did it with our friend Gina, who was our partner at the time, but then she left to open up her own store. But we just kept building and building on the business and it kept going to different levels. And all of a sudden, at one point, it really exploded. And we got, um, we had a soda machine in our lobby and we we're like wow we really, really made it <laughs> coke or pepsi i have to ask i can't remember but we actually finally got them to take it out because whoever was filling it was filling it with expired soda so. <laughs> snooki do you remember the moment where you're just like whoa this is a full-on career now yes we we had our little store on saint mark's place which was the first punk store in america and we sold not only beauty products, but all kinds of stuff like accessories and clothing and shoes and just everything we liked, everything punk rock. And um, it, we had hardly anything in the beginning because we ha had hardly any money. And we just would reinvest our money back into the business. And I think it was maybe the first or second Halloween, maybe the second Halloween, we had become so known for this stuff that nobody else had, all these different products, that there was a line out the door. And, you know, we had to have a doorman letting people in and, and you checking know, their was, bags. Yeah, yeah. And it was unheard of in the East Village because it was like a total dump back then. There was like so many empty stores and it was a dangerous neighborhood that no one wanted to go to. So when there was a line out the door, we knew we had something. And how did the name Manic Panic come to existence? Our mother. <laughs> Tell me everything, ladies. What about your mama? <laughs> she worked in a mental hospital, and it's a psychiatric term. Bronx psychiatric. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and her patients would go into a manic panic sometimes. And, and when we were trying to think of a name for our store, she suggested it. And it was just too perfect. I love that. That's fun. <laughs> now, how would you describe your style? Eccentric. <laughs> glam. Yeah, definitely. Glam, eccentric, punk, possibly. Yeah. Rock and roll. It's a mixture of all different things, I guess. And yeah. how do you stay so young and youthful and hip? Because I'm 39 and I'm not as cool as you. <laughs> Thank you. Sure you are. <laughs> I need a color. I need a new color, ladies. I'm brown well, and gray. We can, we can hook you up. <laughs> I think we refuse to grow up. I'm yeah. still waiting. Yes. I don't know what I want to be when I grow up. <laughs> we just did, decided we would age disgracefully <laughs> rather than gracefully. <laughs> well, it's much more fun. 
I hear that you have a book. We do. It just came out. Tell me everything about the book. It's so exciting. It's it's um we talk a bit about the history of the company and our history, our growing up poor and our being raised by our single mother. Going out clubbing from the Bronx, taking mm -hmm. the subway all the way down. And anyway, we grew and grew our business. And now we have these um, various hairstylists who give us their input on uh, on recipes or whatever you would call it. Uh, what do you call it? Like, in like mixtures for your... Mixtures. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is, is Tips, like It's like a little stuff. cocktail thing. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, like how to yeah. get the perfect hair color. Oh, And absolutely. they do this incredible work, and there's tons of pictures of that in the book. Beautiful hair colors and combinations of colors and ideas and how-tos, how to get the look. Now, so do you cool. ever find that some ladies or men are f afraid to take that leap to go bright or to change the color into something that's not just the norm? Absolutely, yeah. Mm -hmm. How do we overcome that fear? What do we do? I think a lot of people, when they retire, they do it. It's really funny. Like a lot of older people say, you know what? I just retired and I'm going to dye my hair. I don't have to you know, answer to anyone anymore. I, I think it's getting yeah. a little more free in the business world for people to actually dye their hair. Like we had, we went to a lawyer's office and the um, receptionist had bright pink hair. And she says, oh, I love Manic Panic. And um, so... It, you know, the world is getting a little more free and able. people are able to express themselves a little better now than they could years and years ago. Yeah, and when they're afraid to start, they can start with baby steps, like do one of our darker shades that covers brown and just gives a nice highlight. And then once you do it, you kind of get hooked and you do a little more and a little more and then you might want to lighten some bits at the end and so then you know if you don't like it you can just cut it off but just like little by little and then you know before you know it <laughs> you've got a whole manic head panicked rainbow hair yeah <laughs> how would you describe beauty in the eyes of the beholder that's right that's right and it's it it really is what's inside you rather than what's outside and you know if you're a beautiful person it it radiates no matter what you look like on mm. the outside but our our form of beauty is very colorful and kind of different and fun really fun I mean, our, it's so our, much fun what are what are some of the comments that your clients get or the emails that you've received oh, oh it's amazing tell us some some one woman wrote how Manic Panic saved her life. Like she was really depressed and suicidal. And then she colored her hair and it made her feel so much better. And and she's not the only one. There were quite yeah. a few letters like that where people said that it got them through their teens and mm -hmm. they were, you know, ready to kill themselves. Or yeah, people something. tell us all the time how it really changed their lives. And we got a letter from this um, woman in her 80s who had felt invisible because she was older, and then she colored her hair purple. And people were talking to her, and she was just having so much fun at the end of her life. And um, she became known as Purple Rose, and she and even she wrote a poem about manic panic. <laughs> and then when she passed away, all her relatives and friends came to the funeral with purple hair. Oh, 
I, and this is I, true. It's a true story. What, how does that make you feel? Oh, it, it oh. just makes us feel so good that we could have that effect on someone. Yeah, it's really nice to know that um, when you're doing your business, that you're doing something positive for society and for, um, you know, the culture. It's it's a good yeah. feeling. And it's it's always been our goal to, like, when we were kids, we always wanted to save all the animals and save the world. And, you know, we can't totally do that, but we can help. Yeah, and everybody it's can. It's always been part of our philosophy. How can, like setting a good example to younger people. How can we uh, be like Purple Rose? You know, how can we just shrug off, you know, our insecurities and what we think people will think of us? What's your tips? Just flip them the bird and have fun. Yeah, if we were allowed to curse, we would. You can curse. Okay, then fuck you to everybody else. <laughs> fuck you, let's rock. You know, do whatever yeah. you want. I mean, if as long as it's not hurting anybody, that hippie philosophy, we still yeah. go with it. Mm-hmm. I, I love it. <laughs> flip them the bird. F you. Here we go. That's their rock and roll. I love it. What was it like working with Blondie? I just want to take a step back for a second. Oh. It was fun. She's really nice. And, um, you know, it was the very early days. So it was in small clubs in New York City. And we we, had a really good time. Yeah, we'd go thrift shopping with Debbie and find wacky clothes that, you know, you couldn't get anywhere else. And we'd rip them up and make them our own. I love that. That's kind of your theme is that you you take what's out there and you make it your own and you make it more beautiful. I love what you're doing, ladies. Yeah, and I think um, necessity has always been the mother of invention. And um, that's why when we were in Blondie, let's say, we just we didn't have any money. None of us did. So we would go to thrift shops and, you Mm -hmm. know, reinvent clothes and shoes and rhinestone things and whatever we we had from our mother because we had no money we were really poor so she would just improvise and if we didn't have a curtain rod to hang curtains she'd just get a piece of string and string them up curtains with with a (laughs) nail on each side and a piece of string and we had curtains what advice would you give to our listeners who are living in that same situation that they feel like they are poor and they can't see past tomorrow what would you say to them because you, you're the you're the American dream. You're the success story. Thank you. I think it's all out there. It's harder for some people than others, but everything is out there. And you know, you can. I always think you can make it if you really want to. If you really stay positive, and that's the the thing I notice about people who um, make it out of really really tough times. The people who stay positive are the ones who make it out. Snooky, how have you been able to stay positive throughout the seasons of your life? I guess enjoying every moment, especially after my cancer experience. I really learned to enjoy every moment and um, not do things, you know, that I, I really don't want to. Always be true to myself and um, just live my life the way I want and have people around me that lift me up rather than put me down Mm. and support me rather than oppress me. Tish, what would you say to our next generation of influencers that are following your career, they're reading the books, they're, you know, they're a little spunky like you, but they need some guidance? I would say um, the one thing 
that I've noticed is when you have your phone and you have everything at your fingertips, it sometimes stifles your creativity. Mm. And I think creativity is key, especially if you want to do your own business or your own um, just have your own adventures. I think, you know, there's a huge world in your phone and you have access to everything. But also try to use your mind to solve problems rather than looking in your phone all the time. That's great advice. Yeah, you. You, you have to be like looking out too, rather than in and down at your phone. You have to be looking around you and like. No one's present anymore. Like everyone, <laughs> no. you walk into a room and the four of us would be on our phones and not communicating. It's the saddest thing. It is, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. but we're not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll text. I'll text you. I'll text you. <laughs> <laughs> She's texting me right now. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about the influencers for a second. Um, how did you get involved with the influencers and wh- why are they so special? Well, they're, uh, some of them are the new celebrities and um, they are special because people are taking note of them and they're listening to them. And, you know, that's why it's a lot. There's a lot of responsibility there for anyone yeah. who is an influencer to, um, you know, create something positive and um you know, guide people because they're in uh, they're a in a position power. of power. Yeah, isn't yeah. it funny how uh, it's evolved over the years? You know, ten years ago they were YouTubers. You know, five years before that we didn't have anything. You know, and then suddenly there's this whole new generation of celebrity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and by the way, you're kind of a part of that, ladies. You're, <laughs> so you're a celebrity. <laughs> we're the Thanks. anti-influencers. We're your old aunties. <laughs> A-U-N-T-I-E. We're your auntie influencers. Or I think you're not my auntie. You're my, you're my sister. <laughs> my sisters. Okay, so I have brown hair, a little bit of gray. What would you do to my hair to make me get out of my box and maybe find a date? Oh, well, we would, uh, <laughs> we would, we wouldn't even bother bleaching you okay. since you have some white in there. It's perfect to cover with manic panic. Mm-hmm. And so if you take one of the darker shades and just, you know, wash your hair, towel dry it, comb manic panic through, then you'll have this nice highlighted two-tone hair. What color? Uh, I was thinking purple. Do you agree? I was thinking blue. Okay, so, you know, maybe I'll mix the two together. A blurple. I'm a blurple. (laughs) I love that. So I hear you have a brand new wet line. Can you tell me a little bit about that? We do. It's the first of its kind. It's um, a three-part system. The first one is called Prepare to Die. It's um, a clarifying shampoo that really cleanses your hair so it's ready to dye your hair hair will be completely clean and then you can apply the hair color and then there's a shampoo and conditioner that uh, were specially formulated for semi-permanent hair color like ours um, so that it doesn't bleed out as much oh wow so it's Mm -hmm. the first of its kind it's the first um type of shampoo specially made for um this type of hair yeah, color creative hair color creative hair color i love vibrant that. hair yeah. color. is it currently available or will it be available it will be the the mini sampler size is available right now on our website 
Manicpanic.com. Mm-hmm. Yep. Manicpanic.com. <laughs> yes. And the full size will be out in January. Correct. How exciting. I know. It is. Yes. It January is. 2020, everybody. Yes. So yeah. go to manicpanic.com, get your sample. <laughs> what else should our listeners and our influencers know from you? I feel like you have so much wisdom and you've so you've you've seen so much. What should we know or how can we be better? Oh, you're already great. Yes, you should uh, live fast and dye your hair. With yes, panic panic. And, uh, well, of course, of course, you should do that. And uh, you know, look into our Die for Peace initiative. We donate fifteen percent, as Snooky said earlier, to various causes. Why is that important? Because everybody should. It's just how people should live, and if everybody did, it would be a much better world. It's it's charity has always been so important to us i mean when we were poor people gave us stuff we relied on the kindness of strangers (laughs) we did (laughs) and so it's only right that you know we should return the give back yeah yeah we're always rescuing animals and you know doing doing whatever we can and um even if people can't afford monetarily to give back they could donate a day at a nursing home or something we used to do that when we were young time is the most valuable thing we have yeah yeah and if if some if an animal or a person comes in your path that needs help you should help them if they i think they were put in your path for a reason and that's what you should do and how could you not it's true Snooky's fostering a 13-year-old dog right now. And boy, that is not... It's with not. everything else on her plate. <laughs> but I Ooh. couldn't say no. Where did you find this dog? This um, rescue organization in Brooklyn had texted me and, and said, can you foster this dog? It's a, an emergency and, you know, she needs to be fostered right now. And of course I said yes. We had fostered a cat of theirs previously, so they knew we were a soft touch. (laughs) (laughs) So this dog is just the sweetest girl, and she's got a million different health issues, a heart problem, and (laughs) everything that could possibly be wrong with a senior dog. But she's just so sweet and so grateful, Mm. and, you know, I'm happy. I'm so happy I can help her. See, helping others helps yourself. It does. It It makes you grow. It does. Ladies, thank you so much for being on our podcast. Is there anything else we should know about you? Probably not. (laughs) (laughs) You'll have to read the book. (laughs) The book doesn't say everything. (laughs) And if they want to follow you on social media, where do they go? Oh, um, well, to Manic Panic Panic NYC and Tish and Snooky. I love it. Ladies, <laughs> I have the best time with you. I hope oh, we do this you. again. I would love yeah. to continue our journey and uh, see what's next. Maybe book number two? Yeah. Yes. You never know. Awesome. <laughs> or the movie. Oh, yeah. Tish and Snooky the movie coming yeah. soon. Well, we are in Hollywood right now. That's, That's right. right. Anything is possible. It is, and we don't know who should play us. Yeah, we'll figure that out. Oh, that's that's our next interview. Yeah, we're going to be casting live, ladies and gentlemen. Don't forget to uh, check out manicpanic.com and get your free sample of the cool wet line. Ladies, you're awesome. Thank Thank you. Thanks for being on American Influencer Network. Thank you. Talk soon. Bye-bye. 
Thanks for listening to our conversation with Tish and Snooky of Manic Panic. You can keep up with our latest episode by visiting us at AIAawards.com and by subscribing to our show on your favorite podcast platform. The American Influencer Real Talk is produced by Christopher Krellen, Bethany Krellen, Josh Skinner, and edited and produced by Michael Sykes. Original music composed by at Joshua Hendricks Music. And now here's our CMO, Bethany Krellen. Hey, it's Bethany Krellen. Thank you for listening to the American Influencer Real Talk. We hope you enjoyed. We are so passionate about all of you, our fans. We want you to be part of the AIA family. You can check out our beauty bundle, which supports our influencer community at AIAawards.com. Want to be a guest on the Real Talk? Send us a message on social. We can't wait to stay connected with you all and don't miss the next episode next week.